Well, as I was, uh, I wake up at usually between 4.30 and 5 on Sunday mornings just to spend time with, with God and be in prayer and different things like that. And looking at the weather this morning and seeing that we probably have a little bit of a reduced um, crowd, I was kind of asking God, well, you know, God, you gave me a message for this morning, but with the crowd that's coming, it was kind of a almost preaching to the choir kind of message. So, you know, what do you want me to do with that? Do you want me to still preach the message that I thought you gave me or do something a little different? And he gave me this idea of going to um, Luke chapter 2, if you want to turn there in your Bibles. And we're going to start in verse 25. Now Jesus had been born in Bethlehem at this time. The shepherds had come, the angels have sang, and now Mary and Joseph are going to complete what is required as far as the law of Moses in presenting their child at the um, temple in Jerusalem. So it begins by saying um, in Luke chapter 2 that on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given to him at the time he had been um, conceived. Now, according to the law of Moses, there's also a time after the birth of a child that a woman had to go through a time of purification. And when that time of purification had completed, um, Joseph and Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As, as it was written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and offer a sacrifice in keeping of what is said in, th in the law of the Lord, which is a pair of doves or of two young pigeons. So you see that one of the most important things about Mary and Joseph is that they followed the law. They were very religious, very faithful to the law of God and following all the precepts to what their church um, the law of Moses or Judaism said that they had to do to keep um, in line with what God had told them in, within the law to do. Now, we're going to get into the point that um, I want to talk about this morning, and that is the story of Simeon. I'm going to start reading in verse 25. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he would see the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, now dismiss your servant in peace. For mine eyes have seen your salvation, yes. for which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for, the, for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. The child's mother, or father and mother, marveled about what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, this child is destined to the cause of the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign of what will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and the sword 
will pierce your soul too. So Father God, as we study this word this morning, let us be able to mine its depths. Let us to understand the lessons we can learn from the life of Simeon, Father. And Lord God, we just ask that your spirit move in each one of our hearts to give us the same kind of heart, Father, that waited for decades and decades and decades for your promise to be revealed. Help, it to, help us to increase our faith and live lives that lead others to a saving knowledge of your Son, Jesus. We ask this in your name. Amen. How many people here would like for a record in heaven to say that you were a man who lived a righteous and devout life? Wouldn't that be an incredible epitaph to have on your tombstone someday? That you lived a righteous and devout life to God? I mean, think about everything that Simeon had to go through here. He waited for decades and decades and decades for the promise of God to be revealed. That shows character, doesn't it? That shows a man that waited on God, that trusted God. Now, I have no doubt that Simeon was like most of us. That Simeon went through periods where he would, he would be sitting in the temple late at night, unable to sleep, and looking up to heaven and saying, God, how much longer is this going to take? I've given my whole life to praying for this. I've given my whole life to, to push through in fasting for this. And yet nothing is happening. Other people in the Bible who have had to do this. Moses had to wait 40 years to see his promise come to pass. And then he had to, to struggle with the nation of Israel for yet another 40 years before he saw the fulfillment of the promise of the children of Israel coming into the promised land. Other people in the Bible who had to wait decades to see Abraham had to wait over 10 years to see the promise of God be realized in their life. Joseph had to go through prison and Potiphar and all those things to see the promise of God come to pass. All these people who, who waited and waited and waited and yet saw eventually the promise of God coming to pass. Maybe we may have, may we have that kind of heart this morning to see the promise of God come to pass in our lives. And Father God, may we have that kind of heart to stay until the end. I mean, what would have happened if Simeon had, had just decided one day, it's been 30 years. Obviously, I misheard God. I'm just going to go and, and, and make my fortune in the world. What would have happened if he had not stayed the course? What, if, what would have happened if he, the promise of God, as it says here in the scripture, that it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. What would have happened if he had not stayed faithful? He would have lost the chance to see God's promise come to fulfillment. He would have lost the chance to hold God's salvation in his hand. He would have lost one of the greatest moments in all of history of seeing Jesus blessed in the temple 
and having that kind of honor to hold the very baby son of God in his arms. What if he would have slept in that morning? What if he would have said, God, I was up until midnight praying, and it's 5 a.m. now, and I'm so tired, just let me sleep in one day. Just let me relax. Just, just let me baby myself a little bit and stay in my, in, my, in my little room here and let me just get some sleep so I can be refreshed. I mean, after all, we have to, we have to be, you know, take care of our bodies so that we can, we can serve the Lord and all the other excuses that he could have come up with this morning. And Joseph and Mary had come during that time when he was coming a, or getting a couple more Z's. What would have happened then? He would have missed that incredible opportunity to see and hold God in his arms. But he was moved by the Spirit. Isn't it so important in our lives to, be, to have an intimate knowledge of God through the Holy Spirit, to have that intimate fellowship with him, that day-by-day -day thing, not just a Sunday-to-Sunday -Sunday thing or a twice-a-month twice Sunday thing, but a moment-by-moment, day-by-day relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. That is so important for us because otherwise we will miss the opportunity to be a Simeon to somebody else, to be that faithful person that existed within the courts of the Lord and was there to be used by God in such an incredible way like Simeon. It says here that Simeon took Jesus in his arms and he praised God saying, and he praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, now dismiss your servant in peace. He may have waited 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years to see this promise. He may have been given it, this promise as a young man or even as a child. And yet he has lived a whole life without seeing that promise. But now, because of his faithfulness, now because of his steadfastness, now because of him trusting that God's promise will always come true, he gets to hold Jesus in his hands. He gets to hold up his hand and say, Sovereign Lord, as you promised me, as you promised me, as your faithfulness has shown me, I now stand in fulfillment of that promise. And now I can be dismissed in peace. His eyes got to see God's salvation. His eyes got to recognize God's faithfulness to his people. And he got to experience the joy of holding the baby Jesus. That's incredible, isn't it? I asked God this morning when I was preparing, you know, God, how many times have I missed the chance to see a promise fulfilled in somebody's life because I wanted to sleep in? How many chances could I have missed because I wanted just the morning off? How many times may I have missed because I'd rather watch TV than pray? How many people could, more could be in heaven 
because I wanted to do something that I wanted to do instead of spend time with God, and I could have prayed somebody into heaven. How many people in my life that would be so much further along in the faith are, are languishing back here because I was not praying them into a position in Jesus Christ to where they should be? And my, my goal this morning is not to put a guilt trip on people. My goal this morning is for us to have that same kind of heart that Simeon had. A heart that said, I'm not going to sleep in. I'm not going to take the day off. I'm not going to stop pushing in prayer, stop pushing in faithfulness, stop pushing in giving of myself to see God move in my generation. I am not going to be the one who gives up. I want to be able to stand in the same company of, as a man like Simeon to see God's will be done. To see the light of Jesus Christ shine into this community. So I refuse to be tired. I refuse to allow my flesh to disqualify me from that kind of a prize. I want to be like a Simeon. I want to see God's salvation worked out in the hearts and minds and lives of the people that he has put me in contact with here in Whitehall. The people he's put me in contact with in Black River Falls and everywhere in between. Whether they're people I see all the time like the people in this church or they're the people on the fire department or the ambulance or just whoever they are, people at work, whoever they are, I want to live a life in such a way that brings glory to God. I want to live a life in such a way that, that, ha that is so close to God that it reminds me to live right in front of them. I want to live a life in such a way, a life like Simeon's, that, that I have the opportunity because of a consistent character and witness to speak into their lives at times when they're going to need it. That's what I want for my life. I want to be like a Simeon. I want to be able to stand before God one day and, and look behind me and see a great cloud of witnesses of people who came into faith because of things that I had done. And not for me, because I want to have something to lay at the feet of a king. I want to have something to say, Jesus, you suffered and died for me. Now I work for you and these people get to come into heaven because you were able to work in my life because I was able to yield. It's all for Jesus. Amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father God, it is not my it is not my goal this morning to to bring condemnation into anybody's life, but it is my goal to bring conviction, Father. But that can only be done through your Holy Spirit. So, Father God, I just ask for your Holy Spirit to move among each one of us right now. That just as Simeon was able to hold you in his arms and bring that firstborn blessing to you, 
I ask, Father, that if there is somebody here that has somebody in their lives that they've been praying for, that you will renew a passion in their hearts to continue to pray until something happens. To continue that you would renew a steadfast heart within each person here. That a person will not be tired of praying for somebody, but they will continue to believe that something will happen as they hit their knees, as they spend time with you, as they lift this person up toward heaven. Whether it be a family member, a co-worker, or, or whoever it is that they are praying that, that receives Jesus. I ask, Father, that you give them that kind of heart of Simeon, that even if it takes 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50, 60 years, however long they've been praying for them, that they will see the Lord's salvation come in to that person's life. That just as Simeon saw the salvation for all of mankind, that they will see the salvation that they want to see in that person's life. Father, may we have a heart of Simeon this morning, Lord. Hallelujah. I just want to take just a moment this morning. Everyone has somebody on their hearts that they're praying for. For salvation. So take a moment this morning and lift that person's name up to God. That during this Christmas season that God may move in their lives in such a way that draws them to the cross and gets their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Let's do that this morning.